Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Just just now, just FYI. Um, okay. Yeah, no problem. But, um, but yeah, no, it's, uh, yeah, it should be, it should be good fun. Uh, we're going to get it. Uh, KFC and a Domino's. We're going full American. Nice. Um, yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. It's going to be, a, it's going to be a grand old time. Um, but yeah, no, apart from that, yeah, just, just kind of vibing this weekend. Just enjoying. I can see, uh, <laughs> I was on, I was playing Midnight Suns this morning and, um, uh, Cade and a ridge have busted out apex again and they were inviting me and i was like oh. i was like maybe later oh did they like uh, they, they they were on it yeah um i mean the game's done it, it's it's made some pretty interesting changes to be fair i don't know if it's enough to bring me back um because overwatch is is still i still want to play overwatch i'm just in a bit of like a single player game phase at the moment um i think I think everyone's gone off it, to be honest. You think everyone's done. Especially Jake. Damn. Yeah, I mean, like, Dridge and Caden did boot it up the other day, but, um, like, I do think you not being, you know, being a bit, doing other stuff has killed their motivation to play it a bit. <laughs> yeah. But Jake's like, no, I'm not playing that game anymore. Like, Jake's straight up, like, done. Damn. Yeah, I'm just I'm just going through a bit of a phase where yeah, obviously we played Hi-Fi Rush and then I played a bit of Darkest Dungeon and now I've just got Midnight Suns as well. I'm just in a bit of a single player game phase, so like like nothing multiplayer is really piquing my interest too much. Like I wouldn't mind, but um, yeah, it's just not not 100% vibing with the uh, multiplayer aspects and stuff at the moment. No, that's fair. I mean, there's so much single player stuff at the moment, isn't there? Um, yeah. I suppose the only thing I, I'd probably be the same if Age of Empires didn't come out because that's what we're playing like most of the time mm. as a group. Um, and shout out to to Geordie on on Twitter who um, uh, who suggested that I give it a go because I was initially I wasn't really sure. I know I'd spoken about it before on the podcast, but he mm. was like really hyped on Twitter, and I was like, Do you know what? Fine, I'll give it. Ago, and then after a few of us gave it a game, we've all been playing. Like, even we got Ridge on for the first time, we played with Mike, and we were doing like 4v4s. It was good fun, yeah, yeah. It doesn't seem like my cup of tea, but then I do think that again, if you if I tried it and I played with friends, it probably would be, if I'm honest. Um, just uh, um, just okay, let's say Tilly needs to just grab something out of the room quickly. Better to do what you need to do, um. Uh, yeah, I do think it's it's something that we could uh, we could probably quite enjoy. Wait, uh, which one is it you need? This with the stick as well. Hi, Tilly. Dex says hi. <laughs> she says hi. <laughs> yeah. She's just doing a recording for one of her um. Cause she's she's got like a booktube thing where she like uploads i saw yeah so she gets i'm a follower yeah no she's uh she's on she only started it like a month ago and she's already on like almost 100 subs so she's well ahead Busy of us lady. lovely 
yeah yeah um but yeah Killer. so uh yeah no it, it, it it's something i might try um but uh yeah who knows like there's only so many tactical games i can take at the moment and uh yeah i mean I, I guess we could just segue into just what we've been playing and stuff but um yeah midnight suns Sounds is good. fucking class dude it's it's so good um i am having so much fun with that game i've already dumped about 12 hours into it and i don't even know how i've managed to dump that much time because it really doesn't feel like it it's um it's just very easy to play it's just it's just so like relaxed not like easy as in like you know it's it is difficult and it is tactical and stuff like that but it's just easy to boot up and play like it's just there's not much too much effort required in it um and yeah it's just mm-hmm. it's just a great old time man it's just it, it's like everything you love about XCOM with like this fucking cool ass marvel twist on it and like building like building your own like deck and stuff like that i mean the the decks aren't like massive or anything i think you only bring in each hero only brings in like eight cards i think so you have a team of three um eight cards a piece maths that's 24 cards total um i believe i believe it's eight yeah um so it's not like you're building like an expansive deck but it's cool because like each hero like specializes in something different um so like you got like spider-man for example who does like like loads of like knockback he has like loads of knockback cards so you can knock people into like environmental objects and stuff like that and he gets like bonus damage on those um and as you build like your friendship with him as well like teammates if you have him in the team like everyone has better knockback damage and environmental damage and stuff um whereas like yeah like ghost rider like has like self-punishing moves that use like a lot of heroism and stuff like that so you you want someone that can they basically just work with each other and it's just really cool man um yeah i'm having the the grandest time with that game at the moment yeah yeah i'm really happy to hear it because it's a game i was excited for for ages um yeah i think we both were weren't we um and then i got delayed 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 and then it came out kind of at a bad time um it was also just by the end of the- which is not really not- let's spend 70 pound gamers anymore we're very much like let's just wait for it to get on games pass and as much as we really wanted it yeah. i just don't think we were like yeah we don't really want to spend 35 quid a piece or or or, or whatever on it um you know not to say that it's bad it definitely is worth that like 100 percent. and with all the news that's come out about it not selling that well I'm kind of glad I did buy it, you know, supporting them a little bit because I don't think we're getting a sequel uh, for this game based on the fact of how it sold. We're we're not like. Well, I think it's. I've heard. Sorry to cut you off, but like, so I've heard that like these sorts of games, Firaxis games in particular, always do this. They don't sell well, but they have a really long tail. Like people do pick it up a lot on sale. Oh, okay. like, like, yeah, sure, it dampens revenue, but people generally quite like the look of them. But maybe there's a thing in people's brains of like, oh, a tactical game, that's not worth seven. Do you know what I mean? It's like that's yeah. not worth a massive price tag. Yeah, no, yeah, hundred percent. And I mean, I they're, they're doing a really cool thing where they're adding characters as well. Like they've recently just added yeah, Deadpool. Um, and I think they've got plans to add Moon Knight as well, which is would be sick. Um, Moon Knight! But, like, it's the sort of thing where you go through the Abbey, which is, like, the HQ, and, you know, and like, everyone's got, like, yeah. a room, 
and stuff like that. There's literally yeah. like ten blank rooms with no symbols on it, and like the doors aren't open, sort of thing, where everyone else has their symbol on it. So it's just like, I don't know, like they've planned to add a lot of characters to this game, whether or not they do. Uh, you know, based on how it's selling and stuff like that, um, is another story. But they definitely have plans to add quite a lot. I think. You know, I think looking at the rooms and stuff like that, and the space in the headquarters, yeah, I would imagine about five to ten characters they could possibly add to it by the time it's finale. You know, maybe it'll have like a bit of like a siege sort of vibe to it, where it just hangs around for ages Ooh. and just, um. Like I, I hope they at least do that if they're not going to make a full-on sequel. Like just keep making characters for the game, keep making it interesting, like DLC expansions or something like that. Um, I think there's there's a lot of life in that game because um, as new characters come out, they'll play with the entire default roster. You know, they'll have unique combinations with and all the new ones as well. Um, so. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I highly recommend you hopping on and giving it a go because I think you'll fall in love with it as well. Um, it's quite the ordeal from what I hear. It's like a 70-hour game, but um, very, very good. Yeah. I, wait, do I have permission? You have permission. Yeah, I was only kidding. <laughs> of course you can use it. <laughs> well, I think it's kind of funny because it's like a bit of a moral dilemma. Like Maybe we should explore. Like, like I'm sure our listeners have had the same problem You know, with the whole game sharing thing. This idea of like... Obviously, you both want to split things, but then there are some there are some games that like one of you might not doesn't want to buy right now, or is like sort of interested in, but maybe you wouldn't dump a full price game into it. You know, things like that, depending on the circumstances. And so you get into this. Sometimes you re- reach this kind of point where it's like one of you buys it, but then it's like I was I was explaining this to Beth because Beth was like, yeah, "You shouldn't buy it. Like that's you said you wouldn't pay for it, so you shouldn't." No, you dude, shouldn't I'm play the it. one that impulse not- bought it. Like it's nothing to do with. <laughs> Like, you can play it. She, she said she said you should like wait a year you should wait a year at least yeah. <laughs> otherwise you won't, you won't have the money i was like well no think about it this way it's like i don't want a pizza right now or like, well vice versa you know whatever it's like if i if tim didn't want a pizza um but i did and then i ate it I, i'm not gonna say you're not allowed the leftovers do you know what i mean yeah is that, is that a good analogy i think so because <laughs> yeah. there are games that i've bought as well um I can't remember. You know, it goes both ways. You know, and ultimately exactly. we don't keep yeah. points against each other, do we? It's just it's just how it falls. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's a moral dilemma. It really is. So I was like, it looks fun, and like you're giving it a lot of praise, and I'm not in a place to like boot it up right now. But I, mm. you know, maybe I'll give it an hour or so uh, next weekend or something. Um, yeah. No, dude. Like, I'm. Uh, yeah, I'm totally kidding <laughs> when I say that you can play, obviously. And I know it's. Yeah, I, I, I do know what you mean um, with the whole thing but like i'm the one that bought it i i I bought it without even telling you as well i i was literally just messaged you one night and i was like i did a bad thing and then i sent you an emoji of (laughs) and then you were just like for fuck's sake like i'm not gonna make you pay money towards that you know (laughs) but i guess it's like i know i know you because you have a history of um buying like disc games particularly in these cases so i like i'm glad you got it digitally you know but it's just one of those things because yeah well i I was i did look at it on a physical um copy as well but like the prices were like the exact same and i think i could have got it cheaper physical um because the game wasn't on offer but then literally that day it was like it was destiny like that get that day i booted up the store and it was a 2k publisher sale and I was just like, and it just went back to it, like its original price of like 36 quid. So I was just like, 
and yeah, I did buy it digitally in mine, but I was like, it's it's around the same physical plus deck will have it. You know, that did come into my mind. I was like, you know, it does benefit two people when I'm spending the same price. So um rad. But yeah. A no, true altruist. Um, yeah, man. Yeah, that's what I do. Um <laughs> But yeah, super, super good. Like I'm I'm genuinely like I'm I'm vibing for it right now. Like I don't really want to be here <laughs> doing this podcast. Right now. <laughs> um, I'm yeah. sorry to hear it. It's good fun. Um, you should try um, CD keys as well. This goes to the audience. Like if you want to buy digital, mm. you want to just go CD keys. I always find games so cheap there. Like if not cheaper than physical. For the same reason, I'm like I'm, Tim might want to play this one day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. CD keys. Yeah. But there's there's yeah. like there's another one that is similar to CD keys. Don't use that. Uh, I, I it's called yeah. CD something, and everything is so cheap on it. Like literally, Marvel's Midnight Suns was like nine pounds. But then, like you read like the reviews and you look up the site, and people are like, "I I never got the game," or like it just the code didn't work, stuff like that. So you have to be careful. It's it's CD keys specifically is is reputable, but not like this other one that sounds very similar. Um, yeah. So if it's too cheap. And looks too good to be too true. It probably is. So probably, don't, yeah. Don't, don't <laughs> yeah do um, well, because I was even looking up like Hogwarts, right? I was like, uh, because, well, because like, Beth also as well, because she's got some essays, and I thought it'd be nice, you know, we can get it for her at the end of all of it. But like, uh, and I kind of want to play it. This is the difficulty because obviously we share games. You know, I don't need it right now, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And I was looking up Hogwarts, and it's already like you can get it like a bit cheaper on CD keys. Um, you know, like a tenner cheaper than it is on the store. Sixty-five pound, man. Like I just yeah. can't. Man, it's pricey. I believe it. And as well, my sister-in-law wanted to buy it, um, and she had uh, she was going to get it on the Xbox One. She because I gave them, I gave her my Xbox One X, Mm. and they've staggered the release. Not only have they staggered the release date, so like it it releases later on Xbox One. The Xbox Mm. One edition comes out in like June or something. So ages, yeah. Which is fine. Maybe they need time to downgrade it. You know, whatever. I think it's fine. But they've done the whole. But oh, April. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. They've done the whole thing where it's they've just foregoed smart delivery. So there's a there's a Series X and S version and an Xbox One version, uh, which is yeah. like it's so confusing. Yeah, and like we had that issue with that close to buying the wrong version. We had that issue with Tina's, didn't we? Tiny Tina's, where you you yeah, bought the wrong edition right. and you you messaged them and they were like, "Ah, it's cool, man. <laughs> like it happens." <laughs> and they 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 like gave yeah. you the other one. Uh, like they probably get so much of that shit on a daily basis. Like, um, yeah, but yeah. They do. I, they probably don't want to do it, but um, yeah, it's just one of those things with the stack of releases. But um, but yeah, no, I've I've kind of been watching that game firsthand, and um, it's it's pretty good, man. It's uh, it looks it looks pretty sick. It's gorgeous to look at. Like my god, the castle and the grounds and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean Tilly is playing it in resolution mode as well. She's not playing it in the performance sixty frames. Um. But yeah, I mean, like, lip sync right. and character models and stuff like that, sure, like, we've seen better, but, like, the castle and, like, the grounds and the lighting and stuff like that, it's it's pretty it's pretty wonderful um, to to look at. Because I've got to admit, every time I see photos, like, a lot of people, I'm seeing a lot on Twitter posting, I'm like, oh, gorgeous game, but it looks a bit washed out to me. I mean, maybe it's just the way it's coming through on Twitter, like, it, it looks yeah. a bit like, the direction looks really good, like, all the, uh, you know, the locales and stuff look really, really nice, you know, um, but I don't know, just on the screenshots, it looks a bit washed out, um, but maybe it's just 
Twitter I haven't, Twitter I haven't noticed that. I've noticed colours pop in, yeah. pop in quite nicely in that game. Um, yeah, maybe it's just the way it's sort of, yeah, it's published um, to Twitter and stuff like that. It's kind of like whenever you take a picture and send it over WhatsApp, the quality's fucking shit, isn't it? Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, um, yeah no, it's it, it's good, man. And um, obviously, I've been handed the controller a few times to get out of a sticky situation. Um, but like the the combat is cool as well. Like it's it it's pretty it's pretty nice. Like the whole like juggling system and like lifting them up and pulling them back in and using different spells to work with each other. Um, and like a lot of enemies have like specific elemental weaknesses over different ones. Um, it's it's cool. It's cool. Uh, controls are a little bit janky for me. Um, like there are a few times where like I feel like I'm kind of battling with the controls, uh, and my character's just doing some weird stuff. Um, but for the most part, it's it's mm. it's pretty solid, and it does a good job of making you feel like a badass witch or wizard. Um, is is cool. Nice. Yeah, I'm. I'm I did want to speak about. But so no to do that i really risk um honest how it's not anticipating it to be reviewed as highly as it is it's currently on 85 um which tim predicted about you know 12 hours in advance that did actually you know it's like it's a very degree of like clever way it's going on um <laughs> to, to the point yeah i think 85 at the moment yeah i'm really uh, Cutting out a little bit. I don't want to mess up your flow here, but you're you're lagging a little bit. Just just a smidge. I don't. I I'm not sure if it's coming through on the on the stream, but um, because I I don't know if there's anything you can you can do or if someone's zapping your internet. Um, I think it's because I I close I open. Uh, okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah, just just ask me to open that sort of stuff if it crashes your PC or whatever. I'm happy to. Um, um, oh, I'll just click. All right, am I back? Hello, am I? I think you're back. Clean. Yeah. I think I think you're kind of clean. Yeah. Okay, stop doing that then. Um, yeah, there's been like a, a kind of uprising of like licensed games, hasn't there? Like we've had we've had loads of licensed years that have turned out really well like spider-man and the marvel mm. game and midnight suns is another one um hogwarts probably being the most prolific i mean it's like the thing selling gangbusters isn't it it's like top it's like top eight all time mm. all time sales on steam yeah it's mental yeah. um i'm sure there's some others like i'm not thinking of right now but there, there are some licensed games that have done really really well yeah yeah it's it's just it's just a real shame with the um the the negativity that's being received with it and like have you heard like streamers and content creators just getting like harassed like just playing the game like there was literally like a website made yes yeah, it's a bit much isn't it yeah you could literally type and find out all the streamers and content creators that have played the game or are currently live playing the game it takes you straight to their stream just so they can throw hate and like just like abuse your chat and stuff like that it's like i don't know man yeah, I, I get people are upset but I think it's it's an extreme view to say, oh, if you purchase this game because you want to be a wizard and it's a cool magical world, you're transphobic. It's just like, well, come on, I'm not. <laughs> Let's be honest, I'm really not. I just want to play a video game. Um, 
I, I it, it's just a bit of a dilemma. You know, I, I don't think there's really a, a clear answer there. There's no good or evils here. You know, it's just, yeah. You know, there's a lot we do that uphold, you know, systemic difficulties. Um, you know, and it's like, I'm not the first to say, it, you know, there's no such thing as ethical consumption under capitalism. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> everything you buy puts someone in, in, in trouble. You know, it puts someone that makes someone have to go to work and makes someone have to do something they probably don't want to be doing, um, mm-hmm. really. Uh, so, you know, there is that. But at the same time, by all means, be upset, you know. Yeah, yeah. If you want to take it to that extreme, you have your right. But yeah, it's. I I do feel at the same time, and that's why, like, I don't. I like. I you know, obviously, I feel like some of these behaviors are a bit extreme. But on the other side of it, I think it's very easy for a lot of us to hand wave it when a lot of people feel you know pressured and harassed, like on a daily basis because of just being trans like i I, you know so it's difficult you know but at the same time it's like you're not going to convince you know how many other people are going to buy this game to to not buy the game because they just don't view that you know to them this Mm. isn't a political topic yeah no such thing as ethical consumption anyway so the whole thing's fucked (laughs) it's true (laughs) we won't get into that rabbit hole but he is right um but yeah yeah. i mean i just uh, you know uh, sorry to everyone really you know it's just a shame that we're in this pickle yeah <laughs> that's yeah. that's really that's really uh, as about as far as i can go you know yeah because, you know, yeah yeah on on that side of things it, yeah it does suck um but um i mean i guess on the light side of things you can you know con- congrats to the uh the devs for uh you know this yes. is I, I think this is like their this is by far their biggest title and like undergoing mm. and fuck me if they nailed it like right out the gates like that's really impressive like considering like their their previous games like working on like cars 3 and stuff like that and it's just like (laughs) and then they just jump to a fucking hogwarts harry potter licensed open world rpg and fucking on a grand scale and and hit it you know like i don't think anyone was expecting them to um you know like you were saying Uh, maybe that cars 3 ain't so bad yeah, exactly. Yeah, Cars Three is asleep. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, when uh, yeah, when we were in our chat doing the rounds, uh, there's like ten people in this chat, so we were just doing the rounds, and everyone was like, "Yeah, 70, 74, 72, 70, 70, 70. You know, like, Everyone didn't really have faith they'd put it off, except for me. Except for mm. me. I think I predicted yeah, eighty four, didn't I? So I was one point off, but yeah. You messaged me in all caps saying you're dreaming, mate. <laughs> I you're like, dreaming, yeah. yeah I no, like, I think you said 85. I'm pretty sure you, I'm pretty sure the point. Did I actually get it down to the point? Yeah. I just, I, I, I don't think know, you man. did. Yeah. I just, I just, it just looks solid. It, it just, I just had that vibe about it. I don't know. You know, I can't say that that was based off. I need to tell you for calculations or anything like that, you know, but it was just just based off the sort of vibe and you know i was re- i was following the game relatively closely with its like launch and stuff like that because tilly was really into it uh and i just mm-hmm. yeah i just kind of had a feeling it would it would be a bit of a banger yeah but i mean good for them good for yeah. them man it's not easy to take a license like that and and uh, hit it out of the park as well as they as well as they did although there was definitely some there was some sussy um I guess we've come full circle a little bit. There was some sussy like review outlet picking, you know, and this is like an increasing thing I've been seeing. Um, 
you know, with the publishers deciding who they want to give review codes to. Um, and now uh, there are some more, because it was, the game was at an A6 and it's trickling down a little bit now because some of the reviewers are doing it. And also you get this problem where a lot of the times if reviewers, if publishers don't give reviewers codes, those reviewers often won't go back and play it to then review it. Do you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. it's pointless. It doesn't get just, it doesn't generate them views to put a review up seven days later, when they're crun- especially at this time of the year. Do you know what I mean? So, you know, I think, I don't know why that's legal. <laughs> I like it's custom, it's, it's market manipulation. Like I don't understand why yeah. nobody is like addressing that as a thing. Um, and that's not, that's not to undermine, you know, the quality of the game. I'm, I'm just saying, you know, I think there was a little bit of funny behavior, but I think Warner Bros has done that before. So, yeah. yeah. No, it's a bit sussy, isn't it? Yeah. And never, never look up Gran Turismo Love Letter. Never look that up. You'll be shocked and appalled. That was, that I, was a saga, I, I don't dude. want to now. What's, what, what was that? If What's you, the story behind that? If you, if you just... Greta Gran Turismo, the, the PlayStation 5 game that came out at uh, the beginning of last year, was it? I think 2022. Um, just if you type in Gran Turismo Love Letter, search and just scroll. I dare you. You'll be shocked and appalled. It's, it's a conspiracy. And I'm, I am unfold. I'm unraveling this. Gran Turismo 7 love letter, specifically? Uh, sure. I mean, yeah. And then just, just scroll down. What, like go just, into just, the article? Tell me... Or just... No, no, no. no just, just, just have a look at the search results. <laughs> a love letter to Gran you Turismo. I might... only played five. This game is a love letter to cars. Gran Turismo, Ooh. a love letter to cars, a love letter to cars. Oh, a bit weird that, isn't so it? A bit all... weird that, that they're all using that. They're all, oh, I see. Every All the different review outlets are using the exact same title. Jesus Christ, a love mm. letter. Gran Turismo, a love letter to mm. cars. A bit letter weird that, that, isn't it? <laughs> oh, my God, that is what are you sus. doing over there, Sony? What are you doing over there, PlayStation? Oh, <laughs> Where's all your budget gone to, to review outlets? Get fucked, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, and I just like it just came up because like Jeff Grubb had posted something about I think to do with the whole chat about Hogwarts. He had said that there there have been times where he's been offered his 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 seat of a review code was conditional on him using a particular sentence in his oh, title really? or in the review. So like, this is clearly is an uncommon practice, and like that's obviously a case where it's happened. But that's not coincidence no. that like 30 realities have used the exact same phrase. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's hilarious. <laughs> oh, God. It, you know, it does make you think about where we're at in terms of like that sort of manipulation. And it's like, you know, yeah, like, you know, they know as much as we say, you know, reviews don't matter that much. Yeah, they clearly they're seeing data that suggests that they do or they wouldn't be paying outlets to say particular things or give particular scores you know so yeah okay well while we're on the topic of games this week there was another thing tim there was nintendo direct uh, did you watch it uh no i didn't no i've been meaning to do a catch-up on it um because we're both me and Tilly are both quite interested in in watching it but i haven't got around to it yet i i, I caught wind of some of the announcements uh, i watched the trailer for the new zelda um and I heard that Metroid Prime got a remaster and like Pikmin 4 got a trailer and stuff like that. But no, I don't know too much about it. Um, but yeah, I heard it was a banger though. I heard it was a really good show. It was pretty good. I, I wouldn't say it's a... I wouldn't go that far, but you know, it, it's Nintendo doing Nintendo. 
a lull of like games you've never heard of with like you know they're like 17 word long names mm. like tales of lumia the last shadow bending hedgehog in all the realm <laughs> second edition japanese remastered translocated five times it's like it's nine point six out of ten exactly for four reviewers reviewed it 9.6 out of 10 i love letter to long fucking names um and so yeah there was a lot of that they had like a whole middle section uh they showed like something about split they've got actually it's pretty interesting they had a lot of trailers for like um expansion passes and i was like nintendo finally got their head in the game of like you know services i know they've mm. They've had like the, the the pass for Mario Kart, haven't they? And but now there's one for Splatoon, and there was one for another game as well that they're doing. And you know, they're clearly they've clearly caught wind of that working. So yeah, <laughs> free money. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then there's so the big things. Obviously, yeah, uh, Metroid Prime Remastered has been all over Twitter, and I'm really confused. I need someone to explain this to me. I know Metroid Prime is like a you know a classic i haven't played it but like everybody's sharing it and they're like man this is gorgeous and it's currently on like a 94 on open creek wow um yeah and everyone's like wow this is gorgeous this is so so gorgeous and like they're sharing screenshots on twitter and i'm like am i missing something <laughs> like it, it looks good and it's fine it looks like a switch game it looks like a switch game i don't know we move on i guess I it's like <laughs> i guess it's just i i and, and I asked this question on Twitter. I said something to the effect of like, can someone like like actually explain to me like, am I missing something, or is this just another one of those like nostalgia things where people played it and now they're playing it again? And they're like, wow, it's just how I remember it. And the controls have been updated. Everybody says it's a good remaster in terms of like the controls are updated and things like that in a really good way, which is great. Which is great. But ninety four. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's just one of those things. I mean, that that's like Metroid was like. Um like some of the best of its kind you know in that game genre well they they literally call them metroidvanias don't they like like it, like it literally invented um that genre to an extent and i think yeah to a lot of people it is is one of the best uh, and and one of the original um like titles for for that genre and yeah obviously seeing it again and playing it again is tickling that nostalgic itch for them and yeah it's just had a nice facelift so i think for a lot of people it's just it literally just is that like i I do think it's as simple as it just being a nice facelift on a very nostalgic loved historic game like um i don't think there's too much to look into there um but yeah i mean I, i i do agree that a 94 is obviously uh a ridiculously high score um you know that's outscoring like elden ring and shit isn't it what did elden ring get and like the new god of war i think think elden ring settled on a 95 or 94 and god of war settled on a 93 yeah so like it's nice and i get the game's great but i don't think a game that just gets a facelift and looks good should compete with games (laughs) of that caliber personally you know but that's just me. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, 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 I always struggle with, and like, it's not that I don't think Tim is saying that big games are the only games that can get good reviews. That's not what he's saying no. at all. It's just that it's, it likely has some dated design in there. Let's face it, you know. And I, we, we, I think we both share some skepticism over Nintendo reviews, which are always hyped up 
because they're nostalgic properties you know and that's essentially yeah. what i'm getting at here it's like you know <laughs> is this a 94 game <laughs> was it even 94 i don't know yeah i mean there's no doubt in my mind it's a fantastic game and it's probably like you know it, it, it's definitely probably an 85 plus with the way it looks and plays and the fact that it's just an absolute classic but like yeah just 94 is just it, it, like it's all it's almost perfect like and i don't know i just think a game that's just essentially is the same and got some nice tweaks and a facelift and stuff like that i you know i I, I don't know um but nintendo definitely have got this formula down where like they can just crank this shit out and just bag easy nine out of tens multiple times a year um yeah yeah but Hey ho, Nintendo fans are a different breed. Maybe they, they need yeah, nostalgia, it's like oxygen for them. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Or maybe it's a perfect game. You know, maybe maybe we're wrong. Maybe it was a perfect game then, perfect game now. You know, yeah, maybe who knows? I'm sure that's not a wild thing to say at all, is it? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that's the case, yeah. and <laughs> we're wrong. <laughs> Definitely. Um, hi, David. I can see David in the chat. Would you agree that Atomic Heart is going to run well on the Xbox Series X? Oh, what the no, dude? I don't I'm, think so. I'm skeptical. I think that game's going to have. Uh, I think that game's going to be 30 with frame dips. Um, I don't think that that game's going to run fantastic. Uh, one, it looks great. Uh, just just the way it looks yeah. so i think it will struggle to run and two i just think the developers aren't experienced or big enough to get something like that to to run like extremely polished um you know this is i think this is by their biggest title or their first title they've ever done i think it might um, be, yeah. so like i just don't have faith that they're gonna have this perfectly optimized and looking as good as it does and playing as well as it does I think it'll be fine. I think it'll be serviceable. I'm actually quite looking forward to it, but I, I don't think it's. I think 30 with dips. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I would. I think. I think they'll go for higher, but I'm not convinced it'll be locked. Like, because the PC specs came out the other day. I think that's probably what's prompted David to ask. Um, and they were quite high. They weren't unreasonably high, but they were quite high. Mm. Um, not forespoken. Like if they can't. Not for spoken eye. That's right. Yeah. If um, and if they can't get it above thirty on a Series X, I think this is just X only. I don't think it, it's on Xbox One. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So I'll be quite surprised, but maybe you're right. It does have that vibe to it, doesn't it? It just has that vibe. Explain it. Mm. <laughs> it has the low performance, twenty five frames vibe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it really does. But you know, if the game. You know, it sort of feels, and and it's like it's kind of like that slow sort of Bioshocky kind of shooter. So in those sort of games, you don't need to be locked at sixty. Like like a thirty can feel quite nice still in those games. You know, where the combat is kind of slow and kind of clunky, like prey esque and stuff like that. I feel like you can get away with it a bit more. Yeah. Um. But yeah, hope hopefully it does well. I'm 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 pretty excited for that game. So. Yeah, no, I am as well. That's you know, there's quite a few exciting um, Game Pass releases coming up, isn't there? Which is like mm. kind of why I'm hesitant to like start dipping into Midnight Suns as well um, between Atomic Heart and a uh, Wolong. Wolong has co-op. Oh, just like full blown co-op. I think so. I think there's it's three player co-op. I think you, that's in there. Um, oh, wow. I'm not sure like exactly how it works, but I just found this out the other day. I don't know if it's like. I don't know. I don't know if you can just invite people in or if you need to do some weird souls like summoning system. I I don't mm. know. Um 
I need to look into it really. But yeah, I, I was quite surprised when I saw that. It was when is interesting. when is that game dropping again? April. March. I don't remember. March. Okay. Yeah. Maybe it's closer than that. I can't remember. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, it definitely looks interesting. I didn't think it was cult, and like even in the slightest, like I genuinely just thought it was single player. Really. But... Yeah. No. So that's exactly what I thought. Interesting. Uh, let's just check. Oh, March third. There you go. Not that far away at all. A couple of weeks. Yeah. Well, a few weeks. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Cool. All right. Uh, well, let's get on with some of the show then, Tim. First thing that uh, I wanted to talk about was um, that the, the last case of Benedict Fox uh, got a release date, uh, April 27th, obviously day one on Game Pass, one of those exclusive indie games that uh, Xbox like to kind of scoop up and you know historically have a really good uh, job of selecting. Uh, it's one that Tim outbedded me for on our fantasy critic right let's under go. my fucking nose. Let's go. It looks great. <sighs> It does a great. Uh, and if you could share it on the screen, that'd be great, Tim. Uh, it's, oh, um, really, really nice. Just so uh, yeah, sure. I've got a little link there. I'll take you to a tweet. Um, I will do uh, that. But it looks it looks really good in motion. It looks it looks lovely. So I think it's the first gameplay we've seen on it. Uh, there's a Steam demo out now, which I think is a bit weird. Firstly, but secondly, like can't um, I can't play that because <laughs> I don't have a game in PC. It'd be nice if there was a demo on Xbox, but you know, hey ho. Uh, yeah, it looks baller, man. Yeah, it does it really good. I'm just playing the video now. The um, lighting looks absolutely delightful. Yeah, it does. Yeah, I put it on mute just for the sake of, you know, I'm not sure what the audio yes, yes. levels are like, but um, yeah, no, it, it it does look really good, man. And like you said, Xbox have like a really good history um, with these sort of things. So immediately when I when I I just I just keep hearing this game's name like mentioned in like lineups with like other big games and i'm like people know something here they like they've played this they know something like why does this keep getting name dropped like in these like this don't yeah. just get name dropped in in like the top five upcoming titles of a really big year um quite as often as this one has um and i think it's you know it, it's looking good to the point where they've released a demo as well for it you know that shows uh confidence as well um you know you don't really see demos too often uh these days so yeah exciting it's it's striking it's striking me as a as like an ori level breakout hit um mm -hmm. and then you know like quality in terms of the, the first one um you know maybe i'm off on that but it's uh the quality bar just looks really high man it um, does yeah it really does yeah no i'm excited for this one and uh i think if i were to do so april 27th you said yeah let's, 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 let's do some let's do some live predictions I've, I've i've been on a roll with these i'm thinking I'm gonna go again in the A. I'm gonna I'm gonna say eighty three for this one. Mm, yeah, I was thinking low eighties maybe. You know what? I'm gonna bump that up. I'm gonna go eighty six. Oh, this is gonna be Let's a go. this is gonna be a smash. It's live. This is gonna be an indie smash. Definitely not a pass. One hundred percent smash. <laughs> exactly. Um, 
Um, cool. So yeah, best of luck to that team, really. Um, of uh, at least first half of uh, Game Pass hits, um, so we're all going to be busy. Okay, next up, Tim. Ubisoft Plus appears to be making its move to Game Pass 2, and I feel like we've been speaking about this for like months and months and months, and nothing's really come of it yet, so, I mean, we'll see. Hmm. But um, it's been spotted by Microsoft Store leakers that some, you know, how um, on the game squares on the little bottom left corner, it says X and S to kind of indicate, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know it's optimized for X and S. There's this, this little U plus symbol that's appeared as well that's been spotted, you know, which obviously indicates that um, the service seems to be coming soon. And um, it kind of begs the question, is this good? Like, like is this, um, is it useful? Are people interested in this? Is it going to be bundled in with Game Pass the same way? Are we getting to the stage where Game Pass tiers might start appearing? You know? Oh, like, yeah. Um, good point. Yeah. Like, will this come with like an additional fee, like a one ninety nine upgrade on your on your games pass to get Ubisoft as well, sort of thing? Um, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like bolt-ons. obviously that's the way you used to call it, wasn't it? Bolt-ons. Yeah. That's... You get on bolt on. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, like it's obviously you know the way EA works. It's like you get it as just part of Ultimate, but if you don't have Ultimate, the office, the service is kind of good quite consistently bring their games to the service like a year later you mm. get access to quite a lot of games you get a discount on like stores and ea games for like apex legends you'll just get straight up a discount on on the coins yeah um so it's not bad it's, and it's obviously great value just to cram into ultimate but you know this strikes me as like unless microsoft subsidize it what they're gonna make a game pass ultimate ultimate you know unless they're gonna do something um yeah yeah, it'll be um Yeah, it's an interesting one. Yeah, I feel like the only way it sort of works it, it being beneficial to both parties is is having it like as a little bolt on or like an extra tier or something like that. I, I'm not sure if Ubisoft although then they're not going through the best, you know, state at the moment. Uh I'm not sure if, if, if Ubisoft is gonna be like, Yeah, you know, we'll just We'll just chuck everything in Games Pass, you know. And yeah, they'll have like their store discounts for our games, the service games, all that sort of stuff. We'll just we'll just bundle it into the fee that everyone's paying already. Like and I yeah. get that they, they will still get like a percentage of that, you know, based on Ubisoft games played with Games Pass uh, subscribers and stuff like that. Um so, you know, potentially that is something that they they like the look of. Um so I don't know, it's 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 not you know, I don't think I don't think it's it's ridiculous to just see it just sort of morph its way into into Games Pass, you know, as it is, um, because it, it's it's not like we'll Games Pass subscribers like we just get all the Ubisoft games. It's like no, no, like we'll get some of them and then we'll get discounts on newer ones and then we'll get discounts on their games of service and stuff like that. So it's not like they're just chucking like a ton of free games in, uh, like new games as well. And you know, who yeah. knows? Maybe. Maybe they want this so Skull and Bones actually has a couple of uh, people logged in <laughs> on launch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, at least fourteen. At yeah. least fourteen people. Imagine that. It just comes to get his pass and it's still just dead on arrival. Like no one boots up. But I mate, I can still foresee it. Like my God. Yeah. That, that, I think that game has one of the biggest disasters written all over it. I've seen it in a while. I do 
I do like the idea of like business execs turning up to like the shareholder meeting, like on the white, like on their PowerPoint slide, and being like, right, and projected user base is fourteen players. Uh, slide, and this is the yeah. estimated revenue. They're like, hang on a minute. <laughs> Could you go back a slide? Yeah. Fourteen. Players. Yeah. Or they like go through like, it. Like, you're missing really a couple quick. of zeros. Yeah. <laughs> they just like go through it really quick. They're like, you'll get games like this, like Battlefield. I know Battlefield EA, isn't it? I know. What's what's yeah. some Ubisoft ones? <laughs> Uh, like Assassin's Creed uh, and stuff like that, right? Far Cry, Creed, all that yeah. sort of stuff. Yeah, they're like, you'll get games like this and this, and they're like going through the PowerPoint, and then they just go like skip over like Scholar Bones like really quick, right? <laughs> and, it, and they just skip it. And they're like, what was that one? What was that one you went past really quick? <laughs> I don't know, there wasn't one there. There wasn't one there. I think just, like, just, just an error, a glitch, a glitch in the PowerPoint, <laughs> glitch gremlin. It's weird that, yeah, it's so weird when that happens. <sighs> It's, like, it's weird because your glitch kind of looked like oh, the game that we spent billions and billions of dollars on. It's really just a poor coincidence, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> you could always just go back and see if uh, that glitch happens again. It's like, nah, nah. <laughs> We're quite tight for time. Nah, let's, no, just, it's... let's just move on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's funny, man. Because I also, you know, like Ubisoft, they could just introduce it not not even as a Game Pass thing, just, you know, but there's a subscription part on, on the Xbox now and on PlayStation, I think there is as well. So I think clearly the, these platform holders are preparing for more publishers to just have their own subscriptions that are there. In the same way you subscribe oh, to Game well, Pass, just, you subscribe to Ubisoft Plus. Just sort of using it as like an advertising platform, get more clicks and people finding your Ubisoft subscription. Is that what you mean? Yeah, that's what I mean. But yeah, I just mean that like if they pay for Ubisoft Plus as a whole, like it's not bundled into Game Pass. It's just it's just there, eight ninety nine oh, a month. You know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. So that that could be possible as well. Um. So yeah, we'll see. I'm not really sure if I have anything else to to add about that. But I, I guess the the only other thing I had in mind was that um if the Activision Blizzard deal falls through, you know, which we'll we'll come around to uh, at the end of the show, um I bet that they pump out a subscription service in the next eighteen months. <laughs> ABK. A- oh, okay. oh, well, you think uh, ABK will, will create their own subscription service, or you think they'll partner and just put it all into Games Pass? And just be like... Oh, maybe. Yeah. yeah. And it'll yeah, be like, like so I reckon they'll, they'll, they'll anyway. something. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Cheese it. Uh, yeah. All right. Next up, uh, Microsoft reveals another controller. Yes, it was a. Fuck's sake. Um, it's it, like the, the, the colors on it like wiggle around him. It's called Stellar Shift. It's a Stellar Shift Xbox controller. And honestly, Xbox needs to chill out, pumping these Wait, out. Like, do I don't know who's in charge of this. What do you mean the what? colors move on the controller? The colors move, dude. What? Is it like, is it like heat based, like where your hands are? I don't, I don't know. I don't know the science. It just says it says color shifting controllers. It's right there. Oh, yeah. It does say that. <laughs> yeah i mean i guess maybe it's not it like heat you know like you know like when you pour like, like tea into like one of those mugs and it like goes all like that maybe it's like the heat of yeah. your hands like morphs the colors around i mean i could see that maybe. being a thing I, I mean i don't know who the fuck's or... playing the game and just staring at their controller anyway instead of the screen but <laughs> <laughs> or hear me out hear me out or the whole controller is just a massive L- lcd panel it's just, it's just a big lcd panel it's big. Yeah. This is why you should be an exec over at Xbox. <laughs> like, that's kind of crazy. <laughs> imagine imagine what you could do with that, an LCD controller. Yeah. 
you could like have your name on it and the time and it's like a, like running down this handle and then you have to like to, to see the time you just have to move your thumb a bit. do you know what i mean yeah uh, your notifications your heart rate yeah don't forget you, you, so much incredible stuff. <laughs> yeah. it lasts only lasts an hour but but you look at all these features <laughs> yeah oh mate don't even get me fucking started i'll tell you what sony need to fucking improve the battery life on their controllers yeah it is so fucking shit like i we genuinely it's four hours the controller lasts four hours and you have no option to sleep it so if you're like watching netflix you can't just like sleep the controller and i sorry it lasts longer it's like it's just on and it just drains and four hours later it's gone yeah it's so bad it's Actually, I've got, fucking, I've got a bee in my bonnet about this. I've got a big old bee in my bloody bonnet about this. The you know you know the uh, PlayStation Edge case, the um the fucking elite the elite mm-hmm. one. Yeah, yeah. With the paddles or whatever. Mm-hmm. IGN IGN gave it a nine. They're like, ah, oh, it's brilliant. You know, it's good. You can take the sticks out. It's got there's two paddles. And it feels lovely, you know, it's just like a normal one, but, you know, it's a bit better, uh, uh, you know, apart from the fact that it's, it's $250, which is more expensive than the Elite Controller. It's like $40 more expensive than the Elite Controller. Just, just put it out there. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, yeah, it only lasts about four hours, but that's, you know, that's fine. Nine out of ten. I have to charge you know my the Elite controller like once every, like, two a weeks. A I mean, to be fair, there's a lot, the defects that come. I mean, they would have known that reviewing it. There is. Fair. No, exactly, but they wouldn't yeah. have known that. Yeah, that's yeah. right. But yeah, in hindsight, the seven is reasonable, but they would have known that at the time. Yes. So, um, no, exactly. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I have to charge my Xbox controller like maybe once a week if I'm using it a lot. Like, probably once every couple yeah. of weeks. Like, fucking multi. Like, sometimes it's more than once a day I have to, we have to swap out the PlayStation controller. Like, that is just yeah. not acceptable. Like, to me, that no, is just not. not acceptable. It's so fucking awful. I mean, I don't know when it became, like, not important for controllers to have a good battery life. Like, uh, per- me personally, I like my controller to, um, you know, turn on. Yeah. That, just me. Maybe I'm old school. Maybe yeah, old it's especially being wireless, <laughs> like, these days and stuff like that. Fuck me. Like, oh, my, it's so annoying. Like, I, I, I would genuinely be so frustrated if we didn't have, like, two. I, I feel like if you're a PlayStation owner, you've got to have, like, two controllers in rotation. Yeah, if you're playing a lot, yeah. Yeah, like, that, that's just ridiculous. It's insane to me. Uh, but anyway, that was just, like, a little rant I just wanted to get off my head. Because, like, we've been playing, no, like, like Hogwarts and stuff like that. And it's just, like, it, sh- it, just, it just runs out. It just runs out, Yeah. And, yeah. and it, oh my, oh God, I hate it. I hate it so much. Anyway, that's stupid. I don't know. I agree. Like when I when I've been playing, um, when I was playing God of War. I had like multiple occasions where I was like, shit, my controller's running out of battery. I've I've literally never had that problem with an Xbox. Full stop. No, since it, the 360. I've never had that problem ever. No. Yeah. Agreed. So, a bit weird. Um, Nine out of ten. Tim, it's random word break. <laughs> <Not ten. laughs> okay uh let's do, let's do it we're doing well for time you know so we, we can do this there's not all that much to talk about today, to be honest you know might as well be funny might as well be really funny we just went on a random tangent and got angry at playstation controllers 
that's you know that is true but you know i feel like we can really crack something open here you know what if something really meaningful comes up and you know we break into your psyche in a way that everybody wants to see holiday yo that's a good one you going anywhere this year tim <laughs> um yes i might be going to spain actually i might be going to alicante wow. to visit some yeah um visit some parents what did i just say visit visit some, some parents visit. <laughs> just any really any i can find <laughs> visit my uncle my family over in spain and i think it's going to be like a whole bunch of us like um yeah like yeah be my uncle like auntie mum, dad both brothers all girlfriends all that sort of thing just like a massive old shindig um oh nice so yeah i think that's about it to be honest i don't think i have any plans to go away or do anything other than that i might be going to spain next year 2024 i mean you know you'll be going to spain i might be yeah yeah planning maybe a family holiday yeah i was about to say i mean surely it's quite hard to um to travel obviously with her with a baby so young at the moment but i guess around there you know yeah, Fox will be a little bit older, so uh, it, yeah. it it won't be too bad. Um, but yeah, I guess like a year plus, you know, on 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 the baby, um, you could probably start to look to travel, and it'd still be a ball ache. But yeah, 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 we're still we're still ironing out details, but maybe. I wonder maybe. How, like, oh, it must be so annoying for like a baby, and like I find like my ears really hurt after a plane god imagine a baby like they must just be screaming for fucking like hours and just they just don't know what's happening they're like why is my head hurt like what is this yeah well i'm thinking this the other day i was like you know well babies obviously cry that's what we do and we like to think we know why you know i like i get a lot of funny feelings that i don't tell anyone about you know and i don't i'm not being weird i just mean like i'm gonna get a headache or like a growing pain. Do you know what I mean? And a baby's yeah. just like, why does my head hurt? Yeah. I'm going to scream now until it stops. Yeah, well, that's exactly <laughs> it. They have no idea what it, what's going on. So they, yeah, they just, they just cry and they just want that, that um, figure in their life to help stop. It. Yeah. Just stop. Yeah. This, whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. I also really like the idea in principle of, of babies just crying because they're overtired fox does it all the time that's so funny that's so funny imagine getting yeah. into bed and being like like after five minutes just being like because ah! <laughs> you can't fall asleep <laughs> that'd be the best dude and, so the world funny. won't function anymore because no, adults, adults especially adults of children are also constantly overtired so your whole house would just be yes. screaming constantly <laughs> <laughs> just at each other <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, god man. that's a good one the holiday was a good one that was a good who's one. amanda holiday why is that why is that coming to mind who's amanda holiday uh she's like an actress she's like a disney channel actress or something wasn't she no no she's from destiny i've got it a, a disney actress who am i thinking of <laughs> i have no idea dude i said i knew it i knew we could have something <laughs> <laughs> oh shit yeah i think i'm thinking right? of yeah yeah you are yeah, yeah. Amanda holden. who am i thinking of yeah, am amanda i thinking holden. of holden yeah she's a yeah I'm i thinking... think she was a disney though i thought she started got talent 
No, not Amanda Holden. There's someone else who played like um hang on. Who is it? I need to figure this out. Who is it? I don't know. Yeah, no, it's fine. Oh, I, I was thinking of Amanda Bynes. Oh, whoops. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's mm. who I was thinking of. Yeah. Um, not her. But I guess she could probably be in Destiny, maybe. You know what came to mind for me was the um the holiday song by Dizzy is it Dizzy Rascal? Hey, holiday, you can yeah. go to the club or hide away. You can do what you want, away. baby. That yeah, one, baby. yeah, yeah, it's a good that's one. What came into my head. Like that's the f- that was yeah. the first thing when I saw that song. You should have said I saw that word. Yeah, you should, yeah. you should have just busted out. You were like, "Where are you going?" I, and I was just like, "I, <laughs> I wasn't thinking of Dizzy Rascal." <laughs> yeah. Hmm. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash acast, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash acast. All right, well, that was fun. Um, next up, Tim, we've got two Xbox first-party games now in a playable state. Isn't that fun? The first one is Fable. The second is Compulsion's game, Project Midnight, a uh, playable alpha, and we know this from LinkedIn posts, um, which uh, is interesting, I think. So if we just start with Fable, um, they're still doing a lot of recruitment, which is like, I don't know, I guess... I guess devs continue to recruit up to games launch, but like Fable just still feels like it's a way off. I feel like that game's 25 mm. at least. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, we've seen nothing but a title screen for it. Um, yeah, yeah, that game is 100% extremely, extremely early days uh, and it's still probably being drawn up in a lot of concepts, um, but they've just got sort of got the base like mechanics down, you know, like how they want combat to work and stuff like that. And they probably built like a playable version of it sort of thing. But um, yeah, mm-hmm. that, game's, that game's a way off. Yeah, at least a couple of years, at least. I think 2025 is like a minimum. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's how I'm feeling about it as well. And I guess to be fair, I don't know if what I read indicated that it was just playable full stop, as in like it works or like if it's like playable from finish to end, you know. Oh, no, it's probably um, just like playable, like. You're probably walking around as a white ball with a floating sword. <laughs> yeah. uh, just need to ship it. Ship it. Yeah. Ship it. It's artistic. Yeah, that's right. It's high love art. that shit these days. That would be me. Like, literally, that would be me. Yeah. I'd be like, what does it convey? Like, yeah, what does it say about stylistic. my soul? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, and then Compulsion. Yeah, Project Midnight. We haven't heard anything about 
this has got to be the next game that we see. Which one? I mean, I think there's a few, but like, is this like the steampunk kind of one? No, that's in exile. All we know about compulsion is like that it's like a dark fantasy third person game. And all we've seen, you might remember, is we saw some like art of some like harpies, some like harpy people. Um, oh, oh yes, yeah. We looked at it ages and ages ago. Um, that's all we have, like some harpy people. So we know it's like kind of this dark fantasy thing. Um, and we know the team is very excited about it. We know, you know Phil Spencer is particularly name dropped compulsion. We've spoken, uh, some of the devs have like been on Twitter and said like, this is easily the most exciting project I've ever been on, you know, to that effect. Um, so whatever they're doing, they're clearly excited about. A lot of people are very excited about and... I think we're all waiting for Compulsion to kind of prove themselves a little bit because they had a really good concept with We Happy Few. Mm. Um, and they yeah. nailed a couple elements of it, mm. the, the atmosphere, uh, the concept, uh, but maybe the loop wasn't the best. So this is like more budget pumped into it, maybe in a more popular genre. Um, it, yeah, I'm excited to see this. And I'm sorry to revisit what I'm saying. This has got to be one of the next few things that we see from xbox i'm surprised we didn't see this last year to be honest but i guess there's just they just have a lot to show right? yeah yeah i mean yeah a play a playable alpha is you know it's still early days but it's not like it's not ridiculously early you know you could probably see this coming out you know probably around this time next year maybe march april that sort of thing you know maybe maybe just over a year away something like that uh, i don't think you'll be seeing it this year obviously um but yeah, no, yeah, it's very exciting, man. Yeah, um, <laughs> Compulsion are clearly quite a uh, creative and talented studio. You know, given the resources, you know, it's it's probably something they can uh, they can nail, like definitely. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to just get a concept of what it's going to be as well, and uh, it'll be interesting to know whether or not it's going to be competing with something along the lights of like a Valve, though. If it's going to be like another dark fantasy RPG, and if it's just going to get like overshadowed, like that's a potential worry there. Um, but yeah, and I, like I should know because you said that like, you probably won't. Sorry, and I guess maybe clarify when you were saying we probably won't see it till next year. Do you mean as in we won't see it launch? Oh no, no, yeah, I, I, I just meant see it as in play it in in our hands. No, no, we'll see it at, in some form this year, probably I think like we'll see late this year. year. Yeah, 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 yeah. My choice of words was just poor. Yeah. And I suppose, uh, yeah, just to like clarify on the information being given here, that from the, what the LinkedIn profile says, um, it's it's because you know how LinkedIn works. You do like an update of a of a job title, and then it gives. You so it'll say from like November 2021 to present, you know, yeah. and then it gives you so for a year. In that period of time, November 2021 present, this person updated the their job description to say that they took the project from pre-production to playable alpha. So this could be fairly old news. Like this could have happened in March 22, for example. Mm-hmm. And that yeah. would maybe make it by now kind of in the beta stage. Yeah. You know? yeah so it depends on if this was like you know last month and probably not but like i i don't think it's impossible that we see like we we actually see an end of year launch i think it's unlikely but i don't mm. think it's impossible it just depends how this kind of lines up yeah um yeah yeah it's not impossible I, yeah yeah definitely think we see an announcement yeah yeah a hundred percent we'll get we'll get a name we'll get a trailer we'll get probably some gameplay of some kind like a nice little sizzle reel 
Um, but I think realistically, I think we're probably looking around more this sort of time next year for an actual release drop. But who the fuck knows? Because we got fucking Hi-Fi Rush out of nowhere. So I'm on the edge of my seat constantly now, I guess. <laughs> oh, Jay, you finished that. You should, you should give us a quick rundown of like how that kind of... Oh, finish it now. Yeah, I forgot I finished that actually between uh, the the last show and the show. Um, yeah, I mean, my feelings hadn't really changed on it. Um, you know, I thought it was a banger from start to finish. Um, the last couple levels were pretty exceptional. Um, spoilers in five, four, three, two, one. Um, yeah, the one with the the, the finance guy. Um, and you're going through like his tower to yeah. the top of his office and then the fight which by the way that fight with that giant robot wolf was really quite difficult um like multi multi stages I didn't find that too hard. See, how weird how weird that it just did I did it like on the second try yeah <laughs> I, I i died on his second stage uh, and i died and it's nice actually i'll i'll give him credit that you don't have to do the boss fight um from the start again you know like if you do one segment you just start at that second phase again which i i do really like there's yeah. nothing worse in games that it, it kind of annoys me in souls like games sometimes where like the multiple forms and you have to just do that basic form again to then get to the point where it's really hard um you know and it, it can be a bit annoying so i quite like that um but yeah i did fail on his second one and then beat it and then i failed on the last stage where you fight him in the gold pit as well and then came back with full health and beat him um so yeah he he, he managed to ko me a few times um yeah, yeah he was he was quite tough um but really cool fight like and the invaders must die oh the... a lot invaders what? must die see when you fire out of the cannon and you get to the Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was yeah, that was incredible. Yeah, that that whole thing was really Love good. That. I I just the script in this game was just really good as well. Like just like the humor was just was just great. Um, like you, Chai was is just so lovable uh, as a character. Um, and yeah, I mean after seeing him from start to finish, yeah, he could potentially be some mascot material there. Um, especially with with eight oh eight his little cat psychic which was hilarious by yeah. the way when you play this is 808 that was so good um yeah it was just really good man the the, the last two stages were were some of the best uh content in 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 the game um 100 yeah. it, it finished very I, strong um yeah it was definitely one of my favorite levels you know like just before the final fight you have like a kind of team up level and yeah. you're against the mech, and uh, whirring by the Joy Formidable is playing. I I didn't know who that was, the thing, but you know, that song's gone straight into my playlist. And it was like, it's like quite heavy rock. It's like uh, I'm not, it's like quite heavy guitar riffs at the end when you're like wailing on some of the enemies. Um, mm. oh, it's just so good. And then you, you like play Cinnamon, and he jumps down, and he's like, "This is fun. I can see why you do this." Yeah. And he like picks up part of a cannon. It's like it's great. It's just yeah, funny. it's just good script. You're right. Yeah, it's, yeah. Just, it's just good writing. Yeah, Cinnamon was such a legend, yeah. Um, and yeah, when he's all like sitting broken on the floor and stuff like that, Chai's literally just like, yeah. <laughs> it's just like, really, like, when he's just like, am I going <laughs> yeah. to make it? Chai was like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Looking pretty bad. <laughs> don't have any limbs. Yeah, no, it was, yeah, it was really good, man. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm really tempted to give it like a nine. Um, but... 
I'm going to stick with my 8.5. Um, really fucking excellent game. One of the best games I've played for a very long time. Um, I don't really... Like like I said, I was kind of happy when I, when I did uh, like get done with it. Like I, I, I'm not... I'm not the sort of person that tends to replay games on harder difficulties anyway. Like only specific games that are very I'm very fond of, like a like Final Fantasy or uh, Devil May Cry or something like that. I'll play it through multiple times. Um, so I'm, I don't think I'm going to go back um, and do it on on a hard difficulty or check out any of the rooms or anything like that. Um, but yeah, no, it was definitely a, an excellent game. Um, yeah, really, really good. Excellent. Happy to hear it. Yeah. Um, cool. And, um, you know, if anything, actually, you know, it makes shot up. Because like, if we were going to, we, we should probably do it again this year. Hang on. When did we do the first one? Did we miss it last year? I said we were going to do like a, t- a yearly tier list. And we, did we fucking forget? Uh, we, what, of games? Of, of Xbox first party studios, we no, we did one last year. We just didn't do it at the end of last the year. year was it? it was definitely last year. We 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 did it. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm pretty sure it was. My head, it was in 2021. No, no, because we did it. I was here in this room, like with like in in Tilly's office doing it. So it must oh, it must have been last year sometime. Yeah, we went through the studios and stuff like that. Yeah, I think it'd be kind of cool just to do a tier list of like just kind of games as well. I think that'd be kind of cool, but then obviously, yeah. We, I mean, maybe we both play games that are like, for example, like if you don't get around to playing Midnight Suns like this year or something like that, you know. But I have the tier list doesn't really make any sense because you haven't played it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's on the board. I mean, like it's on the cards. So we just have to just we just have to define what we're looking at. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, what we doing every game ever. Do you know what I mean? Do so, yeah. Um, but yeah, maybe it'd be interesting to do it again in the run up to to E three because sorry to, to come full circle to my point. Tango GameWorks has kind of shot up like in everyone's books like out of nowhere because obviously they were like everybody quite liked Tango stuff, but like they're quite niche, you know, with the horror stuff that they did. Uh, the, you know, the second Evil Within wasn't received as warmly as the first. Um, but High Fire actually kind of shot and was like, oh, hang on a minute, is it not? No. I thought the second evil within was received better than the first. Okay, maybe I'm getting my words crossed. One, <laughs> I know one of them wasn't received as well as the others. <laughs> I thought in my head it was the second, but maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe maybe it was that way around. Oh, I haven't played them so. better. Um, but nonetheless, yeah, everybody's like, I got a minute. This is a versatile studio. What the fuck? <laughs> what were you doing making a uh, rhythm action game? What's yeah. this about? Oh, anime? For, oh, what, uh, what are you doing? So. Uh, and obviously, like you know, Ghostwire, I guess as well, maybe underperformed a little bit. You know, it's still got like high seventies. It's not a bad game by any stretch, um, mm. but they make some unique games, that's for sure. Um, but all of a sudden, this ninety like game of the year contest has made people be like, "Oh, mm. Mm. definitely, yeah," and it's well deserved as well. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. So before we leave this topic in the rear view mirror, Tim, talk about the fable and ocean being in a playable state. There's just an, an interesting parallel here. You about as, as someone who's been watching a lot of Hogwarts and maybe been playing a bit as well. Um, is fa- is Hogwarts got the same sort of atmosphere you want from a fable game? Because really, this is the first really I think UK big action RPG that we've had in a long time, right? 
has it got the humor down has it got the vibe down is it is it is it like exactly what you'd want from a fable or would you want a bit more comedy or a bit like the same sort of tone tell me about it uh i think i'd like a bit more of a comedy like high tone for fable um like hogwarts is kind of just yeah uh, some of the dialogue doesn't really interest me like it, it can be a bit boring sometimes it's just you as a posh student just talking to your teachers and your teachers like oh excellent oh yeah you're doing magnificent in your <laughs> studies you know go collect these potions <laughs> yeah. and stuff like that it's it's not as as goofy as i would like fable to be um and i i i definitely think that fable could do a better job with its enemy variety as well um you know, it's it's one of the things I I hear it's heavily criticised on uh, Hogwarts is its enemy variety. There's there's really not much going mm-hmm. on there. Um, and again, you know, I've noticed that a little bit. You know, watching it be played, it's it, it it's kind of like yeah, it's like armored suits, spiders, goblins, or wizards. It's basically all you're fighting. Um, you know, you might get a troll every now and again or something like that, but that's a very rare sight um so yeah but i mean i i think in terms of the world uh you know how it looks and stuff like that it's not far off what i would like fable to to look like and how i'd I'd envision it you know being a nice you know quite lush um quite green sort of world you know cool structures cool landmarks you know all that sort of stuff you know um i quite like fable to have a similar traversal mechanic it'd be kind of cool to like you know, have something you could fly on or ride around on quite quick, you know, through the open space, um, all that hmm. sort of stuff. Um, so, yeah, no, in some ways, yes, but it, it, in dialogue, characters and like creature design and stuff like that, uh, I think I would like Fable to do a little bit more, uh, just take it up a level, I think. That was very well articulated, too. Thanks, man interesting yeah i think that's really interesting (laughs) here you are yes it's it's like you've been doing a a podcast for 88 episodes um (laughs) uh yeah no good that's good to hear i think yeah i think that's just really interesting little thing that i haven't seen many people draw you know parallels between um because i think the tone is something that a lot a lot of people have been like oh i want fable to be like a lot darker in tone but it's like trust me by the time we get to fable coming out you're going to be sick of xbox pumping out dark fantasy yeah. you know there's going to be hellblade there's going to be a vow there's going to be project midnight mm-hmm. um you know the list goes on and on um so trust me you're going to want a palette cleanser and you know i'm okay with fable being a bit more conventional, no, 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 what, what's the word I'm working for? Contemporary, like in, in in terms of like you aren't just running around farting on chickens. Like it's like okay, maybe that's like yeah, you know, that was maybe a two thousands thing, and we don't, you know. But um, yeah, I, I'm okay with it being a lot more lighthearted in tone. Um, yeah, you could still have your dark so, choices and stuff like that, but just make them a bit goofy, yeah. and a bit funny. You know, it doesn't just need to be like you know, oh, help this woman out or stab her 37 times in the chest and curse her family <laughs> yeah. heritage. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's it. You don't need to do that. You uh, you say in traversal mechanic, for, I don't know why this sprung to mind, but it got me thinking about, do you remember the hoverboard in Jack 3? Maybe it was Jack yeah. 2. No, it was Jack. Uh, Jack 2 had like cars and stuff. It was like the more city-based one. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But Jack 3... Three, I think, had the hoverboard on like the desert and stuff like that. Yeah, 
Wasn't that sick? I remember like so my sick. mind being like blown at that. I was like, I can just, I can just hoverboard around the place, and you could do like do tricks. Yeah. I think you could like grind or something. Just, 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 just to traverse around. It was really cool. Yeah, yeah. it is. It's it was absolutely sick, man. I think. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't really know. I can't really think back to that era and wonder if that was something that the game kind of did first, or if it just like adopted it from other games. Um, but yeah. yeah, no, it was really cool, man. Um, yeah, there's there, there's a lot to putting in a traversal mechanic in a game. Um, like it's not just a way of 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 getting around. Like it's it opens up the game as well to you. Like there are points where, like, yes, we could have fast traveled. But I would rather hop on my broom or hop on my fucking hippogriff and fly around and be like, oh, what's that beneath me? And then go go do it. You know, it's like a little point of interest or something like that. And it's just it's just quite pretty just to fly around and um you know, see the world. Especially as the game has like seasons as well. Like we've just like approached like an autumn season, so everything's like brown and falling and leaves all orange and shit, and it just looks so much different when we started the game. Um yeah, no, there's 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 a lot to a traversal mechanic. It's not just as simple as getting from point A to B. It can, it it, it can open up the game and add a lot of hours on. I don't think it comes to think of it. I don't think not that many games have had interesting traversal mechanics in like the last many two generations. Yeah, most of them. Yeah, like because like, they've been more grounded, right? And I think this is the advantage of having a bit more or funny like even like harry potter I, mean, I don't know what the traversal was like you know, find down a broom or whatever but like i think that's the advantage like if you're doing dark fantasy it's like this is very real you know and there's no flying because flying is fun yeah. <laughs> there's no death when you fly <laughs> yeah, exactly. um especially with open world games uh so yeah it'd be interesting to see i think i think zelda might do a good job at that the new zelda by the way that you can like do shit with your, oh, that's um, true, yeah. you can like nuts and bolts Zelda, was it? I nuts said nuts and it first. Yeah, I said nuts and rupees, but I should have said like Deku nuts and yeah. rupees. Ah, uh, of course, say. yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's um, yeah, that, that 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 could do a really cool job with um with traversal. Um, that could be very interesting. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Okay, wonderful. Um, all right, so we've got a couple of stories left. A uh, bit of a minor one here, but it's a bit of an opportunity for me to speak, I suppose, about because I just hopped into it. Is that Halo got a, a kind of surprise? Ugh. You know, they had a bit of an update and they did a, a surprise Community Forge playlist, uh, which is a bigger deal than you might think. Um, it's just a playlist with like six new maps in, just dumped, just six new maps out of nowhere. Uh, you know, all the, all the normal game modes are in it, but it's on new maps made in Forge. Uh, and they, I, do you know what? I was really impressed these are some good maps some of them are remakes some of them are remasters some of them are like just brand new maps um and you cannot tell that these are made by the community like you straight up can't and if that was the mission you know if that was the mission objective of forge then mission accomplished um wow it was just i just thought i'd give it a go because it came out with a little you know then at the give it a go see we'll see where we're at i know there's been a couple of balance changes things like that uh, whatever you know just give it a go and you know i found i just was enjoying myself I don't know. Oh, so yeah, you know, I'm not gonna be going crazy with it, but I finished the battle. I finished the uh, event pass because you know they've made it all streamlined now. Get feedback how you perform if you're on the winning team, things like that. So mm-hmm. it's just a good experience. I think. I think if they keep this up, 
I could see myself coming back every now and then, you know, until they get to like a really, really healthy place. But this is a good place to be. Like if they can dump in, and especially maybe if they can move some of these maps into like the public playlist as well. I don't, yeah. These don't need to be defined as community playlists, you know, just add them to the pool. They're really good. They're yeah. good maps. Yeah. Um, pretty as well. You forget how pretty the multiplayer for Infinite is, to be honest. I, I don't, is that an unpopular opinion, Tim? That Halo multiplayer looks really good and crisp and nice uh i do think it's very overlooked i i i think generally people do not look um at the uh at the graphics of of a game like halo multiplayer no no definitely not um and yeah no it's really nice yeah the the, the lighting is always so like phenomenal in in the halo yeah. um multiplayer maps yeah 100 percent. and you yeah, know it's it's yeah, it's, it's exciting to uh, to hear about Halo. You know, I'm um, I'm always excited to hear positive things and see them take a step in the right direction. Um, so yeah, hopefully they do morph these into the public playlist because, fuck me, is there a map drought? Just like God, I I, I just yeah, I, I would just appreciate playing something different I, if I were to hop on. I don't care if it's community made or not, especially if you can't even tell the freaking difference. Um, so yeah. There, there, there is a handful more than though. I think, I think there's like maybe four more arena dev maps until we, you know, we lost paid. And there's like I think maybe three more BTB maps or something like that. With more, I think there's you know a handful more coming in season three, which is March, and hopefully that will mark kind of the, uh, the rejuvenation really of the of the game in terms of its of its player base. Um, yeah, hopefully, yeah, yeah. And with us, you know, with Overwatch potentially slowing down with the friends and all that sort of stuff, you know, maybe it will be a nice. Uh, rejuvenation and maybe we will go back to it who knows yeah who knows? yeah well by all means um i would encourage anyone everyone to just hop on and have a, have a game or two still feels as good as it did on day one and that new maps do help with the feeling of novelty and there's been balance changes um and they're they they're picking up the speed on these balance changes as well because well that was one of the things that annoyed me about the year-long drought is they didn't fucking balance anything for like yeah. eight months and it's like you can't do that but anyway you know. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then obviously with march you know there's other things kind of you're starting to get into the sandbox new weapon new equipment there might even be more if the files are to be to be believed you know there's like uh, actual substantial like narrative things coming rather than what we had before um and the this this uh event they pulled out some reach so it's called noble intention because they had they pulled out some Reach characters that were left on the cutting room floor back from Halo Reach, and like okay. they they are they exist in the Halo universe, but they were on the cutting room floor, I think. So correct me if I'm wrong, uh, uh, chat uh, for the actual original Noble team. So like they're actual characters, which is just quite cool. They bring them that back and cool. you get the cores for them and stuff like that. That is cool. Yeah, I, I, I do like that. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, just thought I'd mention it. Bit of fun. Um, and you know good luck to the you know the team sort of trying to bring that back starting next month really with season three i think i think it will get more traction than maybe people are accounting for like mm. now especially with the reboot and the layoffs i think people are going to have a bit more of a clean slate a blank slate in, in their head during the game so yeah maybe yeah okay final two bits then we've got you might remember me telling you last week uh microsoft gave sony a subpoena they were like, we want to see your documents, fam. Hang them over, hand them over. We mm -hmm. want to see what you, what you what you got in the in the cupboards. We need to see them so we can explain to you know. And you're, you're allowed to do that. They've delayed it twice. They're like, nah, nah, nah. We can't 
possibly do these things in the time that Microsoft have given us. It got to the end of that time, and then Sony were like, "No, no, we're going to do it. This is harassment." They they said in a in a in their uh, official report to the uh, to the FTC, they were like, uh, "Microsoft is is clearly harassing us." Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. And you might think that's funny. You might think that's funny, but actually, do you know what? I had a look at what Microsoft were requesting. It's a bit stupid. <laughs> There's a, it's a bit. There are, are seven executives at at PlayStation. It's like, I don't know what that has to do with anything. Oh, okay, so it was kind of outrageous then, was it? What what Microsoft was kind of uh, yeah, for? A, a little bit. I mean, to call it harassment is much like, but I'm sure Microsoft has a reason. But it, to me, as a, an outsider, get trying to see the targets of the last seven executives seems a bit bit irrelevant. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess that's kind of fair enough, almost. But at the, at the same time, it's still that thing of like, what are you hiding over there? So don't you want to share? I mean, if it's yeah, nothing to hide, if it, you know. <laughs> yeah. True. Yeah. They're, 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 I mean, it's Sony. They're hiding stuff, obviously, aren't they? It's in their nature. Yes. Yeah. Who snakes. Yeah. Yes. Little snakes. Um, and all of that obviously ties into the last story, which was around uh, the the CMA uh, CMA Phase Two findings that the ABK deal could harm gamers. I messaged you about this midweek, didn't I, Tim? Um, yeah, thanks and... for ruining my week. Yeah, sorry, dude. It was not intentional. Nothing personal. Yeah, it's just just where we're at. Um, so, just to quote, uh, like what they've kind of said, so we're all on the same page. Chat, but just in case you have hear it here. <clears throat> in-depth independent investigation provisionally finds deal raises concerns about cloud and console gaming. The merger can make Microsoft even stronger in cloud gaming, stifling competition in this growing market, and harming you in this afford expensive consoles. Sus. Deal could also harm UK gamers by weakening the important rivalry between Xbox and PlayStation gaming consoles. Okay. First impressions. First impressions, young Timothy. Uh... God, uh, I don't. I don't really think that the deal is particularly going to affect um, cloud too much. I, I, I mean, obviously it will, but I, I think in that regard, I feel like we have a pretty clear lead already in in that in that sort of industry and that sort of sector of cloud gaming. And I think if we can't get it through ABK, we're gonna we'll still be able to have that that lead sort of without them just using our internal already owned studios or something else like i don't really think that particularly comes into into mind for me um that one but uh and uh, what's the other one merger microsoft oh yeah, yeah. just cloud gaming um uk yeah. gamers who cannot afford wait Stifling competition in the growing market and harming UK gamers who cannot afford expensive consoles. Mm. What does that mean? How's that? How's that hurting so... gamers being able to access <laughs> anything from from anywhere? You're not the only one. A little bit confused about this one. It might be worth putting on the screen actually, just so um you know viewers can read it while while we talk about it. Um, sure. so. <sighs> So it seems weird uh, to be saying that 
that that's a problem. That these two things are even related. Uh, that these things being one might being stronger in cloud gaming, and two that that somehow is connected to gamers not being able to access expensive consoles. So, I guess the first thing is that yes, it seems like a weird point to make. Essentially, the CMA is saying, you know, this could make Xbox really, really strong in cloud gaming, and that's a concern to us. Um, obviously, that's a bit weird as Xbox gamers because we know that Xbox is currently the most accessible platform. Really mm-hmm. low game. Uh, uh, Ultimate gives you access to cloud gaming on not just consoles, but also on PC, on TVs, for God's sake, on the Steam Deck, you know, on multiple platforms, you can get access to these games. So it seems like a weird thing to be bringing up. Oh, yeah, expensive consoles. But Xbox's whole thing is that you don't have to buy the console. Yeah, yeah. Charitably we could try and interpret that to mean that there are people out there who rely solely on cloud streaming. And those people that do are being put at risk if Xbox becomes a dominant force in cloud gaming. So I mean, if they, so if Xbox become a cloud monopoly because yeah. they have so many IP and they, nobody can even touch them. And mm-hmm. so if there are this high... I say hypothetical, maybe there is. If there's a group of people who just use cloud streaming and they can't afford console gaming, and that's why they use cloud streaming, yeah, uh, this could negatively impact that group of people. Charitably, you can interpret it to mean that, um, which I still think is silly because who the fuck is out there relying on cloud streaming? That's not the trajectory that we're on. <laughs> no, no it, everybody yeah. knows cloud streaming. Like we just, Stadia just died. Yeah. Stadia just died. <laughs> yeah, it, so, it, it's like it's like an additional thing, isn't it? It's like an extra service on top of yeah, on top of like a PC or something like that. You know, like I mean, I guess another competitor that comes to mind is probably like the Nvidia one, isn't it? The GeForce Now or something. Yeah, GeForce Now. Yeah. But like, I I feel like Microsoft also again, this is just assuming they're going to be charitable in if they are a monopoly. They they've been quite good at sort of not not necessarily edging out competition but sort of working with them and realizing they can also benefit from them you know create a partnership you know like let's let's you know let's work with nvidia geforce and let's you know let's get our games on on there and they can get some of their games on on our service as well and stuff like that i mean again you know that's assuming xbox will play mr nice guy because they have in the past who knows but um, but yeah, I I think it, it, this is a massive stretch, oh, massive massive stretch. Um, I know, and it it just seems like so many what ifs. And I guess like I guess that's kind of your job as a regulator, those calls. But it's like, oh yeah, in the future when we get to a place where people are relying on cloud services, Xbox might be dominant in that. But it's like I don't. Are there any indications that we're going to get to that stage? I mean, like maybe it's like people keep saying, like as five G rolls out, cloud gaming will get better and things like that. But it's like you're still streaming from a data center, and like that's fundamentally what cloud is. So there's always going to be a latency. Mm-hmm. So in my mind, I don't see how that's ever going to replace native gaming. I don't see. No. Is there any precedent for you moving in that direction? I mean, if there was, then maybe CMA had a has a point, but they don't seem to indicate that that is. They're just like, oh, you know, if it does. Then uh, you know Xbox could be all powerful in this in this space. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because yeah, you are right. There are, ultimately there aren't actually that many competitors. Like there's GeForce now. I think there's a couple of other things, but you know they're not they're not a big deal. And and it, obviously it can draw on its user base to uh, get 
to have more people involved, essentially, you know. Um, so it's a bit of a, it's just a bit of a cute hypotheticals. Hmm. Yeah, they, um, yeah, they're, they're extremely hypothetical. Yeah. And it's just, they, they're kind of very loosely based on kind of nothing as well. It's just like, well, yeah, it's just like, what if fucking Skynet happens? Yeah. I guess. What if? Yeah. It's just like, come on. <laughs> like, you're, you're stretching here. You really are stretching. Um, yeah. It, it, it very much seems like they're just kind of trying to find anything. Um, there can be a, a decent argument against, you know, even if it's not necessarily, um, yeah, completely aligned. Um, yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah. it's it's a weird one. It doesn't make too much sense to me. And I mean, even literally just reading it, I was trying to make sense of it. I was like, what? What did that say? I was like, that, that doesn't. <laughs> I don't get that. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm sure if I did that, uh, uh, a lot of other people have, and I don't know how they sort of, yeah, publicly sort of made these these statements. But yeah, that's right. And then you know, I think like the CMA keep kind of idea that Xbox has bought studios and has made some games exclusive. Keep saying that, like it's an indication that if Xbox is allowed to do anything, well, they're probably going to be hyper like turbo aggressive with all of it which is going to result in problems. But like they keep saying this and and Microsoft keeps saying, well, well, firstly, I don't even understand the problem with it in principle. So you've never had a problem with this before. You, know, you haven't intervened with any other acquisitions like in the, in the gaming space where the, like stuff is just bought, stuff is money-hatted. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm mm. so confused at this idea of like, this is suddenly a problem. Like, it's you know, scale, it's no secret it? that play... Yeah, it's like, it's no secret that PlayStation has been particularly aggressive with exclusivity. They haven't bought the studios, but they've locked stuff up permanently or for years and years and years. And it's like, it's not even in the discussion here, but all of a sudden if Xbox buys a company and, you know, retains something, that's a real problem. And, you know, and then they always ignore the fucking stuff, all the, the stuff they're really charitable with, like keeping ESO, multi-plat, full out. 76 that because you know as microsoft explained you know it doesn't make business sense to to strip them away and they said that the same for a lot of the properties they're acquiring here particularly call of duty hmm. um hmm. so it remains a bit of a frustrating thing because it, it does seem that there is still a bit of misunderstanding i feel like there's still a bit of misunderstanding um but they have said however that they haven't yet considered these are their findings and they haven't yet taken into account the 10 year promises you know that xbox mm. have made you know they said they, they they haven't factored that in yet so that comes next uh because uh that, and that's sort of the second part of the the, the topic here tim uh which is around the remedies that the cma is suggesting for xbox mm-hmm. um and i think this is why this is why i messaged you about so they've either said like look these are some possible structural remedies that you can make. You know, structural or behavioral. Behavioral is sort of, you know, uh, what Xbox will say that they'll do after the fact to make it a bit better. Structural is like how we intervene with the deal so that it has, you know, at its root, so that it, it as possible sprout into something bigger in the future. Yeah. Um, and, and the three solutions they have identified is the diver- diverse, 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 it's a word I've never seen until last week, but mm-hmm. it essentially means selling. Yeah. Right, during an acquisition, it means selling. Uh, so the selling of the business associated with Call of Duty, that's option number one. Uh, 
the selling of the uh, the whole Activision segment of Activision Blizzard, including COD. And the third is the selling of the Activision segment and the Blizzard segment. So, you know, obviously including Call of Duty and World of Warcraft, leaving Xbox with just King. Don't give out King. <laughs> okay. And I just thought that was kind of some interesting... <laughs> for everybody I mean, to be suggesting because it's what do you think they're doing this for <laughs> yeah i mean number three i don't think king's worth it's ridiculous 70 bill <laughs> but number three well is... they'd make back on yeah, it they'd, yeah, they'd, they'd make money back on it because they'd sell them off yeah. it was half a joke um yeah, yeah. yeah number three is absurd uh, and I, I don't know how that actually made it onto paper um and again, I I just don't. But what what do you define? What, why does it need to be a full sell? Like like, why does it need to be a complete like just axe off? Like you can't have Call of Duty, you can't have um, Activision. Like you know what what's wrong with with the remedies that have been put in place with just sharing and having some some small exclusive and incentive to play it on a specific platform but it's still completely optional for the for the user base. like there's still a substantial amount of people that play call of duty on xbox even though playstation have you know the the, the like extra content and advertising rights and all that sort of stuff so like i i don't get it like what why does it have to be such a clean cut like axe this off that that's the only way um seems a bit drastic to me but yeah, and that's the thing. It's, it's because the CMI are really opposed to behavioral remedies that they don't, and, and it's the reason for that, arguably, because they keep harping on the buy stuff and then make it exclusive. You know, they're like, oh, the upcoming games, Redfall and Starfield, are going to be exclusive, even though they said they wouldn't do that. And so they didn't. Hmm. Nobody said that. So I don't know even, and I don't even know if that's been addressed. Like some of the stuff they've said in previous, um, I guess they've just taken. PR statements in you know interpreted them in particular ways, but uh yeah, the selling and I mean would this be like if we think about it from our point of view, mm. we'd probably be happy with number two there, wouldn't we? We'd we would we be I'd be happy with Activision and Call of Duty just being sold off just so they could keep Blizzard. And you know, if they want King, they can have King, but yeah, I'd be happy with that. Yeah, I'd be happy with that. Yeah, I mean, I'd be more happy with number one. Like, just just get rid of Call of Duty, and then we keep the, what, what else Activision does. Um, which are, and and everyone's eyes is not really too much else aside from Call of Duty. Um, oh, there's talented teams there as well. Yeah, too. yeah, but like, yeah, just get rid of COD. Fuck it, they can have COD. I mean, personally, like, I know, I know, it's a lot of money, and I know, like, that's a big deal, but like. I'd rather, like you said, have the talented studios that come with Activision, and I'm much more of a fan of the Blizzard side of this deal anyway, so yeah, I mean, just axe off Call of Duty if it means the deal going through. And, uh, I still don't see a problem with, with the remedies that's been presented and just, you know, cooperatively working with PlayStation on Call of Duty and stuff like that, you know, but if it needs to be that drastic then yeah number one it's the best option i think it's the most appealing probably in xbox's eyes yeah yeah and it's just i you know i wonder if they would bite a deal like that if they would 
willing to cut off Call of Duty because ultimately I just oh, I just can't see it. Um, I, that's got to be like one of the main points of all of this, so they can own own it and just funnel in the revenue. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you know that's a massive punch to take, and especially with fighting for so long and stuff like that. You know, it does kind of feel like you're kind of just laying down and dying, sort of thing, and letting them get their way. Um, it's definitely not something they they want to do. Yeah, because I have a really funny feeling that if you know after this, Xbox and you know Microsoft are going to pitch their behavioral remedies. You know, they're going to try and come to a deal essentially where they. And and everything, you know, I don't feel that that's like outlandish speculation. I, that's what they're going to try and do. But if the CMA are like, no, we can't see any solution here where we're keeping Call of Duty, you need to sell it off if you want this deal. Um, if if Xbox then decide to cut the deal or just like drop it, I, I'd be disappointed. I'd be like, you're this close to owning all of those studios and Blizzard, and mm. you just stopped. Like, that's crazy to me because Blizzard plug so many holes that xbox needs not just strategically but what they've kind of have said to us in, in pr you know from phil spencer etc you know like blizzard do a lot of the pg games they have these cartoony games that have like really good uh good for like younger players which the other xbox side p properties just don't have really you know maybe hi-fi i guess <laughs> but that's something you know, that's not quite at the same level mm-hmm. uh and maybe fable i suppose but you know you know what I'm getting at. And also that a lot of Blizzard games have really good player um, diversity. Like Overwatch has one of the highest f- female player bases in like all of gaming because they're really good with with representation and diversity over there. And with the style of game, it's a bit cartoony, it's a bit team-based, it's not too hardcore, you know. Mm. And all of that stuff would really help the brand. And you know, so from the strategic point, I just think it'd be really disappointing. And obviously personally for the two of us, it would be disappointing because we like a lot of those properties. We like those blizzard teams so we'll see man but i'm just like i hope they don't like you say just lie down and give up <laughs> if if they say you have to sell off call of duty no yeah it'd be interesting to see what the next part of this is uh to come out with the whole like remedy so being suggested so far taking into account the 10-year thing and whether or not they think that's reasonable enough but, uh, you know, odds are probably not if these are the suggestions they've made without even taking that into account. You know, it already hasn't met that criteria that they they want it to. So, um, yeah, I, I, I don't know, man. It, it would be a shame to just see them just, yeah, to see Xbox uh, just just lay down and sort of, you know, because at, at this point it's almost personal, right? It's just like, for fuck's sake. <laughs> yeah like what is wrong with you exactly. guys we've we've offered some pretty nice fucking solutions here you're really just you're, you're just pushing the boat here um you know and, it, and it'd be interesting to be like okay fine you, you you get rid of call of duty from the activision blizzard and stuff like that you know uh, and then they just become their own <laughs> thing right their own like yeah. this this yeah. is the studios that make it you know they're not associated with activision anymore or blizzard anymore fucking sony are probably going to try and buy them like yeah. is that is that going to be allowed just because it's not a 70 billion deal it's only like a it, it's only a, it's a less it's a less deal you know in terms of money and scale you know fucking hell i i, I so, wouldn't be surprised and if that shit gets let through i'll molotov the fucking hq so well so this is the thing right so they, they did stipulate because i was thinking the same thing i was like you mean hey, the regulatory body 
No, Sorry, you just, you just had like a. You're gonna need to say everything again just in case okay. that didn't come through on stream. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. So, uh, I, I thought the same thing. Like they would have to sell it off, and like I be a moderated selling. Like Xbox mm. couldn't pick and choose who they wanted to sell to uh, for, for for competition reasons. Mm. And you know, like, what if what if Sony bought? But it's, it is stipulated that neither of the participants would be involved in that. You know, so that's fine. However, what do you think would happen in a hypothetical Call of Duty selling situation? You got your ten cents, Ubisoft, EA's. They're they're the only candidates, really. Uh, Warner Brothers, maybe. You know. There's not mm. that many who would buy it. So one of them would, and I'm sure they'd all be itching to do it. If Tencent buys it, say goodbye to that franchise. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. it would just be turned into a worse like money machine than it already is. Mm-hmm. If, and also, if any, no matter who buys it, do you know what happens? Sony buys a marketing deal. Yeah. Sony buys uh, timed exclusivity. Mm-hmm. Sony buys extra game mode locked to their console for two years. Mm-hmm. Sony buys create a class exclusivity. Yeah, Sony says doubts, can't yeah. be on Game Pass. Can't be on Game Pass, can only be on PlayStation Plus. The same fucking thing happens, but worse. <laughs> Just, yeah. Uh, this is my frustration. Like, I, I haven't seen anything in any of these documents that, that, that you know, like stipulates that after this process, Call of Duty will be more closely monitored for, because clearly it's such a powerful IP. You know, 24% of PlayStation players said in our survey that they would uh, they would go to wherever Call of Duty is. Definitely not a biased report. It's definitely not like those gamers are the ones that are going to PlayStation anyway, because it's front-loaded with exclusive content. Yeah. They're definitely not confounded data there at all. Like, so... That's my problem. It's like Sony are already hyper aggressive with this, and if you just let this get sold off, we're just going to be back to square one. Exactly. And arguably, these these timed exclusivity things that Sony does are more aggressive than what Xbox would ever do in a worst case scenario. You know, probably, yeah. And 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 it's just at least in the next ten years. And it's just interesting to see how hypothetical they're being in their arguments against Xbox um owning yeah. this ip and they're like all oh, cloud all this and stretching to points that don't even necessarily like relate but then it's just like well, if yeah. you're going to be hypothetical about it let's hypothetically think what happens if xbox do acts off call of duty and everything we've been saying and what's going to happen to it there like why can't we be hypothetical and look into it yeah um, from that perspective as well and yeah if you do you come to the conclusion that it's probably just it's going to get worse so yeah yeah, it's, 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 it's happening right now. It's like if you're worried about exclusivity, that's concrete. Like, do you know what I mean? And and I, I know that like sometimes we can be a bit funny when we're assessing this because it's like, oh, they're not talking about PlayStation, but it's not their jobs. Their job right now to focus on the deal. But you're, that's my problem. Like here, they're being very hypothetical with what could happen, what might happen, and it's like th- this whole time the exclusivity thing just isn't factored as a. Even though they've mentioned it, they called it partial foreclosure. You know. Um, before in previous documents but there's no mention of like how it might affect the market or the competition if the leading console manufacturer you know after especially with the earnings report we just had where playstation are like you know selling loads and xbox were down Mm -hmm. if that brand continues to now just (laughs) let this 
Call of Duty gets sold off and then just buy time exclusivity over and over again. It's like, <laughs> yeah, like it's already happening. It's happening now. Yeah. Uh, you know, so I just feel like behavioral remedies feel fair. Mm-hmm. You know, they it feel just, fair. And it, it's weird that in everything that's happening and like revenue and sell, selling stats and everything, it's weird that Xbox still seen as as the goliath in this david and goliath story and i i don't know why because they're they're not doing as well they're not as profitable and like i just don't get it like why are we the big bads (laughs) like yeah it makes no sense to me and the cloud thing is also frustrating but you know because of the hype the high again a hypothetical conversation we were having like Xbox have been ahead of the curve with cloud for the first time in a long time. It's like trying to get too far ahead of the curve and then they fuck up, you know, um, whether it's AR or it's connect something, you know, always online, you know, the home devices in your house with connect, I guess is what I'm saying. Uh, and, but for the first time they're on it with cloud and cloud is, is gaining, you know, users year on year. And that's what they've been investing into, you know, and, and Xbox has as well. A good chunk of that money has gone towards that and not towards first party IP, first party investment. Clearly a lot has, but you know what I'm saying? A part of the pie hasn't gone towards that. Mm-hmm. For Sony, they haven't bothered with cloud. They've gone like, nope, all of our money is going to our first party IP and that's going to sell us consoles. We'll put a bit of money into VR too, maybe, you know, we'll experiment with that and see how that goes. But no, nope, all our money's going there. And now we're at this kind of tipping point where... Xbox are on the verge of really capitalizing on all this work they've done with cloud, but the regulators are like, nope, nope, you're too far ahead in this area. Yeah. What do you mean? It's not their fault that everybody's decided to wank off on VR <laughs> that six people are going to... I mean, yeah, yeah, exactly. It just feels, a bit, it feels unnecessarily punishing, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, I, I I completely agree. Yeah, they they shouldn't be punished for realizing the potential in something and you know investing money into it and slowing down in other areas to to have this this long play you know uh, pay off. You know, it's it's kind of ridiculous that you know it, that's now a negative in, in these acquisitions moving forward. Like it has nothing to do with it. Like yeah. I I go back to my first point. It really just has nothing to do with it. Like crazy to me yeah and it, you know it goes back to what i you know I, I understand the other side of it that just because someone is first doesn't mean that they are immune from you know regulatory moderation um but it's more the problem to me is just how unrounded this all is that it's like we've never had any concerns in the game market in you know the game industry. i always i was gonna be a problem you know Someone mm. being too far ahead. You know, that that's my overall problem. And as I've said this before, that's my overarching problem with the whole thing. It's like, it, it seems ridiculous that now all of a sudden you're concerned. And I understand it's a big deal, but you're, you're concerned with things that have been going on for a long time. And mm. now, now that I, I will benefit from it, you're like, nah, nah, this is a problem. <laughs> it's just so fucking... Yeah. And actually, well, you know, and it's, it's entirely my belief that this, this will be beneficial overall. Um, yeah, I think so. So, yeah. And even from just a not biased standpoint, I feel like we've looked at it from every possible angle. And even hypothetically, I, I you know, I do think it just it just makes sense. Like I, I do think overall it's gonna benefit a lot more gamers and moving forward. And definitely the company itself, you know, Blizzard and and, and Activision. Um because 
God knows what state they're going to be if this doesn't go through. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they'll be an absolute shambles. So, yeah, that's it. There, there was some more stuff that pointless to try and cover it um exhaustively but that's kind of the gist mm-hmm. um we will see you know i think we are coming i think the saga is you know we're in the final chapter because uh, mm-hmm. i think if the cma if the cma agree i think the eu follows if the cma object you know i think the eu follows um mm-hmm. so we'll see what those remedies end up being um and if this this finally this nightmare finally comes to a fucking end yeah hopefully. i fucking hope so <laughs> hopefully comes to a good end as well not a fucking bad one yeah oh yeah that's it all right then squad that does it for today's episode the video but if you're there if you're still here now please do so please consider subscribing follow us over on twitter it's all down in the description mm-hmm. um it's been wonderful wonderful having you here it really uh, has been oh. yeah, that's, yeah. And we'll, we'll be back next week yeah yeah this time next week uh leave leave a comment if you want it at a different time we know we actually we're kind of still thinking about this while the in while the outro plays um so do do let us know be vocal um you know with what kind of time fits fits you because we can we can adapt it around our day um if 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 we uh get some notice on it uh because i know a lot of you guys prefer it when we do it in the evening um but yeah leave a comment why not yeah yeah i'm open to being flexible you know do, yeah. do you like this length of show as well you know well it's still almost two we hours look good? we're not we're not too far off normal time should we wear different should we wear different clothes <laughs> not no nah, i'm not gonna let them choose my style nah that's where i draw the line Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.